Hello, and welcome to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, where you get to hear about the behind-the-scenes journey of my adventures as an indie author. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, and I have written and self-published seven rom-coms in the Polyamorous Passion series, plus several business books for solopreneurs. Now, in today's episode of Indie Author Weekly, I want to share an update on one of my novels, Small Town Stilettos, A Modern Marriage of Convenience. I've mentioned this book previously here on the podcast. I actually started working on it back in 2020. So you might you might remember me mentioning this a few times over, over the years. Now, Small Town Stilettos was originally supposed to be published a couple of years ago, but a lot of things kind of crept in and became these sorts of obstacles that kept on pushing back the publication date of the book. So I was working through imposter syndrome. Of course, the pandemic happened. Um, I was making some pivots and changes in my business. So I was getting distracted by a lot of the different components of my business. And I was trying to sort of set things in place so that I could spend more time on my books. But as I was experimenting with different things in my business, I kept on needing to experiment more and more with other things. So I was getting very distracted by that, which was also taking me away from the novel. I also moved across the country over the last couple of years. Uh, all kinds of things were cropping up that have contributed to the delay of publishing Small Town Stilettos. And what's really happened is, you know, several different readers and book bloggers have been reaching out to me over the past year, over the past couple of years, asking me, you know, Sagan, when's the book coming out? When do I get to read Small Town Stilettos? When is it, when is it going to be ready? And that warms my heart so much. It is so, so wonderful, so delightful for me as an author to know that you are excited about reading my books, that you are eager to, to read the next one that I have coming out. So, you know, I want to, I want to let you know just how much I really, truly from the bottom of my heart appreciate all of those inquiries. I love it. I have, I really, it's, yes, it's, it just, it means a lot when you reach out and let me know that you are impatient, <laughs> that you, that you want to read my next book. I love it. It makes me so happy. And I really do appreciate your patience as well. So I wanted to explain in this episode, really, you know, the reason why I kept on pushing small town stilettos further and further back. You know, as I mentioned, there were many different factors at play, but the biggest one has really been the cover design. That has been the biggest thing that has kept on pushing this book back. And I was kind of using the cover design delays as an excuse to not continue making progress with this book in terms of the edits and the playlist for the book and all of those sorts of pieces. Now, I will share more details about Small Town Stilettos in general, you know, the, the blurb of the book, what it's about, all of those details about the publication date, all of those things. I will share more about that, I'm thinking, in the next episode here on Indie Author Weekly. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you're curious about this novel, you can learn more about it at saganmorrow.com slash books, or you can search Small Town Stilettos on Goodreads. I will pop those links in the show notes. So because the biggest roadblock to publishing Small Town Stilettos has been the cover design, 
I wanted to explain what's been going on with that and why it has been such a big roadblock and the learnings that have really come out of this experience. So here's, here's what happened. Here's the backstory to the cover design of Small Town Stilettos. A few years ago, or a couple years ago, I had found this amazing cover designer and I really, really wanted to hire her for this novel. Now, Polyamorous Passions is the main series that I write and Small Town Stilettos happens to be kind of like an offshoot of it. It's like a, it's like a, it, it features some of the main characters from Polyamorous Passions, um, but it's a, it's a standalone novel. And when I was writing the Polyamorous Passions series, I knew that I wanted it to be my experimental series. I was really playing with my writing style, my voice, my storytelling style, all of these different types of things, uh, working to improve my, you know, my writing abilities, all of that. And so as a result, I didn't spend as much on cover design. If you have listened to previous episodes here on Indie Author Weekly, then you will know that I've made different investments with cover design and with book marketing and things like that. But in the past, with the Polyamorous Passion series, I've really focused on standard stock photos for the covers. And they're, they're beautiful covers. I'm very, very happy with them. But knowing that it was, that the Polyamorous Passion series has been my experimental series, I wanted Small Town Stilettos to kind of be the next step up. I was kind of envisioning it, you know, as I have paperbacks available from the Polyamorous Passion series on Amazon, but I was kind of envisioning for Small Town Stilettos that this paperback could be in local bookstores and that kind of thing. So as a result, I decided that I would step it up with the cover design. Now, this particular cover designer that I had found a couple of years ago, uh, I had reached out to her. She didn't have rates on her on her website or anything like that, but I really, really wanted her to, to design the cover for Small Town Stilettos. And so I reached out, she got back to me, and it turns out that her rates are about eight times higher than I had previously paid for a book cover design in the past. So it was a big investment, but I, you know, again, I really wanted this designer and I decided, you know what, it's worth it. Let's do this. Let's make this big investment. Uh, she does these gorgeous cover illustrations. And I knew that I wanted Small Town Stilettos to have an illustrated cover rather than photos on the cover. And so even though, you know, her rates are eight times higher than what I previously paid, so I'd be paying more for this one book cover design than I had in the past for all of my book covers combined in the previous seven books that I've published, I still wanted to make this happen. So she and I went back and forth. We, you know, discussed what this would look like. We agreed on a timeline. And then both of us ended up rescheduling a few times due to conflicting schedules. She's a very much in demand artist. Uh, and, you know, I was working again through the pandemic and through imposter syndrome and moving and all of these different types of pieces. So I was also delayed. So both of us were delayed in our initial plans. And so we would push it back a little bit. And then the new date that we had agreed upon would come to pass and we would have to push it back again and again. And, and this was due to both of our schedules. So finally, last summer, a year ago, I 
reached out to her and I said, okay, I am absolutely 100% ready for this cover design. When can we make this happen? And she said, that's great. The earliest that I can book you in is February, 2023. And so I said, okay. You know, and I was, I was really thinking to myself a year ago during the summer, I was thinking, you know, I really want this cover designer. And I also really, really want to publish this novel. You know, I've been working on it for such a long time. My very first novel that I ever published, I came up with the idea and published it six weeks later. So I am generally the type of person who wants to take quick action. And I was getting impatient with myself that I hadn't published it yet. But I decided, you know what? It's still what I really want. I want to work with her. Okay, we'll push the publication date back again. So we agreed on February. She asked me at back, you know, this past a year ago in the summer when we were talking about um, booking it in for February, she'd asked me a couple of questions about my novel. So I sent her tons of detailed information what that she might need for creating the cover design. And I asked her a couple of questions in response. And it was radio silence. So fast forward, and this was, you know, in July or August of last year, fast forward to February of this year. And I have not heard back from her in the questions that I had sent her last summer. Fast forward to the third week of February this year, and we had agreed that we would book it in for February. And she emails me and says, hey, I realized that I never got back to you. You know, here's, here's some more details about my service. Here's the pricing. And the new pricing that she quoted me was higher than what she had initially told me a couple of years earlier. Now, this is not a problem for me because I do believe that when you are a business, you should absolutely be increasing your prices. And it's, it had been a couple of years since we had first talked about this. So that made complete sense that her prices would increase. Now, it was unfortunate. I think I was, I was, I was a little bit, I don't know if frustrated was is quite the right word, but you know, to hear the prices in February at the time when we were going to be starting to actually work together, I guess I was a little bit, I don't know if disappointed is the right word either, but I would have liked to have known that the prices were different from her original quote a little bit earlier, because again, this is quite a big investment. So that it slightly rubbed me the wrong way. And then the other thing that happened at this point is that she mentioned that there would be an additional fee that was 50% of the rate that I would already be paying her. And this would be a relicensing fee that I would have to pay, uh, I think it was about five years, five years after we worked together. In order to be able to continue using her art for the cover design, I would need to pay her 50% of what I had already paid her, what I was already going to be paying her up front. So this was a hidden additional fee that we had never talked about before. It was not on her website. Again, she doesn't have prices on her website. And this, this did rub me the wrong way. Now, I don't know if relicensing fees are standard for cover designers. If so, that's great. I have no problem with that. I actually don't have a problem with the relicensing concept at all. It was more the fact that this had never been brought up before that was a little bit of a sticky point for me. It was this hidden additional fee that suddenly just came out of the blue. So I thought about it for a couple of days and I was like, okay, these are, you know, for one thing, I haven't heard back from her since the summer. And now I'm, now she's reaching out to me in the third week of February when we were going to be getting the cover design done in February. So it felt like I had been ghosted a bit here. 
And then these fee issues also arose. And so I, I kind of felt like, you know, like my spidey sense is going, sense is going off a little bit. I kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable, but I thought about it. I know I thought I really want to work with her. I like her as a person. She's really friendly, seems awesome. Her cover designs are beautiful. Okay. Even though these are kind of a little bit of red flags for me in business, let's do it anyway. So I sent her the new, you know, design information that she had requested. I asked her another question or two, um, specifically because she had requested that I create a mood board for her on Pinterest. So I had done that, but I had made it secret and I wasn't sure if she was actually able to view it. And so I asked her a couple questions in this email and again, radio silence. In fact, I still have not heard back from her and it has now been over three months total radio silence. After the first month, so now we're getting into, you know, the third week of, of March, I started wondering, what should I do about this? After the second month, I realized, okay, it might be time to hire someone new. And a few weeks ago, I did hire someone new. Um, they were highly communicative immediately. And they sent me a couple of different design options. They gave me wonderful suggestions and recommendations. And I've already received the final cover design within a space of a few weeks. It's beautiful. I will probably do the cover reveal, I'm guessing next week in the next episode. Uh, if you watch these episodes on YouTube, then you will get a chance to see it. Um, I already know that I'm going to be hiring this new cover designer again in the future for more books. It's just been an easy, delightful experience working with this new cover designer. So that's, that has turned out perfectly. It's turned out great. Now I did feel really conflicted about making this decision. You know, when I didn't hear back from the original cover designer that first time over a series of many months. And then, you know, after we spoke in February and just hearing nothing over the past few months, I've really was wrestling with myself a lot because that original cover designer is so talented and and she's also again a really awesome human being i like her and she was always really friendly in our emails but i just i you know i did feel uncomfortable with some of these sorts of the fee issues the hidden fee and the ghosting these were red flags for me from a customer service perspective but i also really wanted to work with her so what i ended up doing you know the the way that i went about making this decision is that i did do some self-coaching i coached myself through it um for those of you who don't know my you know my business outside of me being an author is i am a life coach i'm a success coach so i always like doing a lot of self-coaching as well and you know, when it comes to the self-publishing process, I have to say that so much of self-publishing, of the writing process, the, the book launching process, making decisions along the way, it comes back to your writing mindset and how you are per perceiving the situation and your beliefs and thought processes around your, around your book and around the book publishing process. And it, it also comes back to being active in the entire process. You need to be an active participant when you are an author. You need to be an active decision maker. And what I was doing in this whole process of the cover design is that I was being extremely passive with it. I was really letting time go by without me doing anything. I could have reached out to her. I could have been persistent and followed up and said, hey, I still haven't heard back from you. It's been a few months. What's going on here? You know, I really could have done that. 
and I wasn't. So in doing so, in letting all of this sort of unfold from a very passive perspective, I was really giving up my power and I was postponing my book launch as a result. It was unnecessary. You know, this was happening for no reason at all. I was being very passive in it. So it, it was really good for me to finally, you know, do the self-coaching and realize, okay, I need to actually do something about this. I need to just move on. And at the end of the day, I'm very happy with my decision. I'm so delighted that I will actually be, be publishing Small Town Stilettos this summer. It's going to be fantastic. I'm so happy about that. And I have to say this, none of this, you know, and me telling you this story, the reason why I wanted to tell you this story is because there's been this extended delay of me publishing Small Town Stilettos. And I wanted to explain why that's been happening. But none of this is a judgment against that original cover designer. I want to be very clear about this. Um, you know, this, I, again, I think they're great. I think they're a lovely human being. They're very, very much in demand. So many people out there are hiring them, which is wonderful. Um, their artwork is gorgeous. I truly believe that their designs, their illustrations are worth every penny. But the customer service aspect was just a sticky point for me. It just wasn't a good fit for what I want as a client. That's really all it is at the end of the day. Our communication styles were not quite a good fit. And that happens. That's okay. So it really, again, is not a judgment about her as a person at all. And it it is about, you know, the way that she sort of was conducting her business, her business processes and practices. That doesn't mean that it's a it's a bad, you know, quote unquote business model or anything like that. It's not, it's not that sort of situation. It's just that we were not a good fit. I prefer people to be much more communicative when I'm hiring them. Um, I, I definitely prefer a particular type of communication style. And I like having all of the details I need up front. And it's interesting to me as well because you know the, the types of things that I like as a client, the types of things that I like when I'm hiring people are also the types of things that I like to do as a business owner. So, you know, I'm always making sure that I'm very transparent and communicative and, you know, responding to people in a prompt fashion and not ghosting them if they are reaching out to me with client inquiries, all of those types of things. So I like to sort of see that reflected in other businesses as well when I'm doing businesses with business with them. This will not be necessary for every person, right? Other people might not have those issues at all. It really depends what you want as, you know, if you're a business owner or if you are the client, all of those types of things. It's really, really important to connect with what do I want and need? And is this person a good fit for what I want and need? That's really at the end of the day, the important thing. Now, here's the other key part that was happening throughout this whole experience of the delays of getting this cover design done. The thing that really has been happening here is that I was using the cover design delays as an excuse to procrastinate with putting together the final version of this book. I kept on tweaking the book over and over and over again. I cannot tell you how many rewrites and how many edits I have done to Small Town Stilettos. Now, tinkering with a novel is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't believe that it's necessarily a bad or inherently a bad thing. 
some of the minor changes that I made to small town stilettos over the past year or the past couple of years, really, some of those minor changes are really good changes and I'm really happy with them. But I definitely prefer writing and publishing a book much faster than this. This is a huge part of the reason for why I decided to be a self-published author in the first place. I don't want to have to go through all of the hoops, the hoops and the extended, you know, multi-year process that comes into play when you are publishing a book traditionally, right? Using a traditional published publishing company. I like moving fast. And, you know, if I, if I am in this sort of scenario where I get to have an excuse of waiting for a cover designer over the course of many, many months, then I am just going to keep on delaying the editing process. I'm going to keep on tinkering. And not all of those tinkers and edits were really necessary. So that's been a big factor. You know, I didn't actually finish proofreading the book until I had the final cover design that I just received a week or so ago, which is just mind boggling to me that that is what I'm doing in my brain, that I was allowing the cover design to then push back all of these other edits and proofreads. I could have had the book completely proofread months ago but I kept on delaying it. And it was the same with creating the soundtrack, the playlist for Small Town Stilettos. I love creating playlists for all of my books and I didn't create it until after, I didn't finalize it until after I had the final cover design. There was no need for that. So knowing this about myself is really good information because it means that when I am serious about sticking to a particular timeline for publishing a book, then I need to be the one to connect with a with a cover designer well in advance to book them in to be the active participant in following up with them to make sure that we're actually on the same page that we're on track that we're sticking to the the timelines that we agreed to otherwise apparently i'm just going to use it as an excuse to not publish and i do think that procrastination in this way is very common for so many different creative outlets so if you are a creative and if you find that you want to make progress, but you are, you are coming up against all these different obstacles, then there might be specific areas that if you change your approach to it, if you change your process, if you stop allowing it to be a roadblock, you might be able to make that much more progress, much faster. I could have finished this book, all of the edits months ago, a year ago, and I chose to continue procrastinating on it. I chose to really use the cover design as an excuse. So uncovering that and unpacking that is really important if we actually do want to make progress on our projects. Okay, so that is everything that I wanted to share with you today about the reasons for the delays. Again, thank you so much for your patience in the publication of Small Town Stilettos. I will probably, like I said, be back next week with the cover reveal with the full details about Small Town Stilettos. So definitely stay tuned for that. Now, if you have any questions about what we were sharing, what we were talking about today, if you have you know, follow-up questions, anything that you're curious about this process, or if there's any other topics that you would like me to address here on Indie Author Weekly, please do reach out at saganmorrow.com question. You could submit all questions and topics uh, right there in that little mini survey. 
That, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at saganmorrow.com slash podcast, and share your thoughts on this episode on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at saganlives. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts, or if you're watching this episode on YouTube, subscribe to my channel and give this video the thumbs up. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week for another episode of Indie Author Weekly.